Welcome to the Business Blasphemy Podcast, where we question the sacred truths of the online business space and the reverence with which they're held. I'm your host, Sarah Khan, speaker, strategic consultant, and BS-busting badass. Join me each week as we challenge the norms, trends, and overall bullshit status quo of entrepreneurship to uncover what it really takes to build the business that you want to build in a way that honors you, your life, and your vision for what's possible, and maybe piss off a few gurus along the way. So if you're ready to commit business blasphemy, let's do it. Hello, hello, blasphemers. So today I am trying to be more intentional when starting these podcast episodes because I realize I've been starting them pretty abruptly. We're over 20 episodes in and I still start every single episode like I'm running to catch a train. So I'm going to try to lean into slowing down a little bit, maybe filling you in on some things, you know, let you get to know me because I don't actually think I've done that yet. I've talked a little bit about my journey at the very beginning in the trailer episode, I think. And I know we talked pop culture with my kid a few weeks ago, but like, do you really know me? Probably not. So, may, I mean, hey, maybe that's an episode for next week, right? Or the week after. I would love for you to send in questions or things you'd like to know so that I'm not just that that ranty bitch on the podcasts, right? <laughs> okay. In the meantime, hi, how are you? It's uh, early June 2023. I say early. It's like the 8th of June that I'm recording this. And it's hot as heck here where I am in Canada. It's unseasonably hot for June, I think. Think I have a weird mental block when it comes to the weather. Like we forget every single year because we just have such extremes in weather. In the winter, it's so cold, your skin will freeze in minutes if it's exposed. And in the summer, it is so freaking hot, you'll get sunburn if you're out too long without protection. Case in point, my driving arm has a mild sunburn from driving in the sun the last few days. Literally school drop off, not a long time. And we're in the midst of some horrendous wildfires on either end of the country. So East Coast, West Coast, sending huge plumes of smoke all the way down as far as the Carolinas. Anyway. We're safe here for now. We haven't had any major smoke or air quality issues being, you know, right in the center of the country, which I'm not sure if that's unsettling or if that's like, it just it's weird considering we're surrounded by it on all sides. And I'm tired, like dog tired. I need a holiday and I have no idea what happened, but I have not got one planned for this year yet. So I need to get on that. So there we go. That was my first foray into podcast small talk. Not too shabby for someone who hates small talk, and would rather tell you my entire life story the first time we meet. Ha. Truth be told, the the whole rushing into things, the rushing through things, that is 100% a trauma response. I spent a lot of time growing up being told to be quiet, sit down, don't laugh so loud, stop talking, don't make so much noise, be smaller, don't draw attention to yourself, don't talk about those kinds of things in public. That's not, you know, appropriate, whatever. You see where I'm going with this. There was a lot of that growing up. So I really struggled to take up space. A lot of people find that hard to believe. Because if you only know me through my socials or my online persona, you would think I was a brash and bold extrovert who loves being the center of attention when the truth is in group situations, virtual, but especially in person, I'm generally on the periphery. I sit apart from the crowd. I listen. I don't always participate. And I'm shy as fuck. Believe it or not, I am very, very shy and I'm very awkward. And that can be a problem when you actually really want to be visible. So that leads me to an interesting and amazing conversation I had this week with a new friend, a friend of mine, Jennifer Battle, who's been on the podcast a couple of times and is just the most incredible human connection facilitator. She is just like, if you are not friends with her, run after after the podcast. Don't turn me off just yet. 
And she's she's amazing. And so she introduced me to a super awesome human who I also had the chance to do a connection call with this week. And this is what we talked about. We talked about how hard it is to be visible, right? The fear of being visible because it's just so hard when you don't toe the party line. What party line, Sarah? Well, the the party line, everyone who's anyone in the online space toes, babe. So think mainstream. That was really gross. I'm sorry. I don't call people babe. I have no idea where that came from. So think mainstream beliefs about things like how marketing is done or should be done, what constitutes success, almost anything mindset, Uh, basically all the bullshit in the space that you get pushback on when you question it or you speak out against it, even if it goes against your values. Now, I talk a lot, a lot about values and how important they are, how they are your GPS, and they help guide you in making decisions. But why is it so hard to truly embody your values in this space, especially when those values aren't aligned with what a lot of quote-unquote successful people in the space are doing? There are so many people who want to tell the truth about how they feel and what they've experienced. And there's this weird dark side to the online business space, especially in coaching spaces that no one really wants to talk about and where there's a lot of censorship happening and gatekeeping and just all sorts of really shifty behaviors that make you feel unsafe, really, stepping into your truth. So on this connection call, she shared her experiences as a new entrepreneur in the space like four or five years ago. And I'm telling you, it is shocking how much of it I was like, yup, uh-huh. The fact that there are so many people who've had similar experiences speaks for itself. Now, maybe you're thinking, okay, what are you talking about? What kind of experiences are you talking about? Well, I mean, I've experienced it myself, right? Here, here are just some examples. I try to be really careful to be diplomatic uh, in communities and you know places where I hang out. But I've been kicked out of some communities for simply asking a question. And I'm not even talking like a controversial question, just a request for more transparency, more information. So I was once in a community where I asked a simple question. The coach was sharing their launch revenue numbers. They purported to have uh, a $120,000 launch. And I just asked how much of that was gross and how much was net. I was at the point in my business where I was really learning a lot more about, you know, transparent launch numbers. And I just wanted to know how much ad spend or other overheads they had during the launch and how much they were actually bringing home. Because, you know, I was starting to see that there are a lot of coaches who misrepresent their earnings when they share launch revenue. My question was deleted and I was summarily removed from the group for, and I quote, violation of group rules. Uh okay then. No idea which group rule that violated, but there you go. I've been shadow banned in another group for sharing my beliefs on my own profile page, not even in the group. But apparently my beliefs were not shared by some of the admins of the community. And so I started to notice that whereas I was getting a lot of engagement and I just, I really felt part of the community before, after I'd made the statement on my profile page, I started to notice my comments would go missing on posts. Sometimes my posts would go missing entirely. People stopped answering questions. And if you're curious, the belief was that I disagreed with the overturning of Roe v. Wade. I've had people block me for answering their questions, the questions they asked on their own profiles. And they're like, hey, I'm 100%. It's your profile. You do you. But they asked and I answered very clearly. I always answer very clearly with the caveat 
It was my personal perspective. And then I get blocked. This this one instance, I got blocked. And then that person called me out on their socials by name. And I find out after the fact that, you know, this was happening because someone that I knew mutually had taken a screenshot and shared it with me. And they were calling me out in a way that was completely misrepresenting exactly what had happened. So, you know, when this has happened in the past, I would lose sleep over it. I'd be really upset. Like I have to set the record straight. What are people going to say? And I honestly, at this point, I'm just like, you know what? People are going to misunderstand what they want to misunderstand. And people who are committed to misunderstanding something and not really taking the time to ask questions and understand what happened really don't deserve your energy. And it's easy for me to say now, but I've done a lot of work around it. I've also been outright abused in my DMs by people that I know trying to bully me or gaslight me into abandoning something that I I took a stance on because they were quote unquote disappointed in me. Now that may not feel like a big deal, but I have a huge disappointment wound, right? And if we're going to swap trauma stories here, I'm a recovering people pleaser who slips up a fuck ton. And the truth is disappointing or upsetting anybody, especially in the past, was always the reason that I would you know, try to be as diplomatic as possible and not make polarizing statements or things like that. And even now, it can sometimes, you know, trigger this desire in me to run back my statements or qualify them or water them down so they're less bold and and more in the middle and more palatable to everybody. But the great thing about being tired and in your late 40s is you stop giving a shit. No, not entirely, but you do stop having a lot of energy for most of it. But I don't want you to wait until you're in your 40s or older to start, you know, not giving a shit and and feel comfortable showing up as you want to show up. Now, I do say what I say, and I don't often worry what people think, but I also do. Does that like, you know, not worrying about what people think, does that mean that I'm not going to delete posts after I've posted them because they felt too vulnerable or like it was taking too much of a stand? Absolutely. I still delete posts. But here's the thing. They're fewer and far between. And I've also done a fuck ton of work around this, right? I've gone to therapy and I've learned about and had support around trauma. And I've worked with mentors to really lean into my values. And I've I've done the internal work, you know, that I do. Well, I try to do daily. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I'm super consistent because life happens and also I'm not full of shit. I do meditate from time to time. I, I journal when I can. And I'm I'm more and more aware of my negative self-talk. I mean, that bitch just doesn't want to back down. But thankfully, nowadays, she will sit down from time to time, right? But if you scroll back 15, even 10 years on my social media, you'll see that I was a very different person. Also, please don't scroll back 10 or 15 years. It's utterly embarrassing. But real talk, why do I keep it there? Like, why not expunge my record and delete the evidence of when I was a douchey McAsserton? Why not get rid of all the posts where I'm angry and lashing out and just being really obnoxious with my stance? Because A, back then I was learning to step into my voice and I was not regulated around it. So it's a reminder to treat myself with compassion for a time when I was really learning who I was and what that meant. And B, because it's a great reminder of how far I've come and in some cases, how far I have yet to go. I mean, I don't I don't know why we fear the story of our personal evolution so much. No, actually, no, I'm going to take that back. I do know. Because society is never kind about it. You become a little bit likable, a little bit well-known, you know, and some asshat with too much time on their hands will scroll back 15 years and find a tweet or a post from when you were young and stupid 
and try to use that as proof that you're not who you say you are now, especially if you're a woman. And even more especially if you're a BIPOC woman. It is so hard for people to acknowledge growth, especially when your growth leaves them behind. But that is a story for another day. So the reason it's different now is, yes, I've done a ton of work around my own perspectives, my own values. I listened to the perspectives of other people, and I always seek to understand. And now I'm able to share from my scar, not my wound, right? I share insights from my scars, not my wounds. I never, I mean, I I try my best to not ever call out anyone or, or make specific people specifically wrong for things. I try my best to call out tactics and behaviors. And that's something I think I've learned the hard way in, you know, becoming more and more visible over the years is that when you speak from your wound, it's fresh. You haven't really taken the time. And I don't mean immediately, sometimes immediately, but also even, you know, after a short amount of time has passed, that doesn't necessarily mean the wound or the trigger or the thing that got you riled up has healed or that you've taken time to process it or you've taken time to really think about the implications of what it means and which values it might be rubbing up against the wrong way or you know why it set you off emotionally the way it did and i think that that's really really the key you you have to find the time and the space to process the things that you want to talk about and when you're able to do that and you're able to scar over the wound and look at it from almost a de- not a detached perspective but from the perspective of you know, I've done my work around this. I've, I've processed this. I understand why I feel the way I feel. And I understand the way you feel why you feel. And I've made a conscious decision to believe X, Y, Z. You know, that's when it starts to get easier. And I'm and I'm telling you, even knowing all of that, it still isn't always easy to be visible, especially if your truth doesn't align with the mainstream status quo, especially if you want to do things differently, especially if you want to be a different kind of business owner. Because we don't make space for people who think differently, right? Unless thinking differently feeds directly into what has already come before. And in this online space, there are a lot of things that are real fears for a lot of entrepreneurs, me included. Things like not, you know, being allowed, I say that in quotes, being allowed or having access to certain spaces or certain opportunities. There's a lot of gatekeeping, and that's a real thing. So how do you get over the fear of being visible if you're someone who holds values or beliefs that go against what the mainstream requires you to hold in order to be palatable, in order to fit in? Well, spoiler alert, I've said this before, get clear, like crystal fucking clear on what you believe in, what's important to you. You, not the the, the trendy you or the I fit in you or the curated Instagram you. You, the real honest to goodness you, then get clear on who you want to talk to about your values and then just start talking about those beliefs. But make sure you're speaking from the scar, not the wound, that you're able to feel regulated. So not emotionally heightened around something or someone. Make sure you're clear on why what you're saying is important to you. It's harder to dismiss when you are fully committed to a school of thought. Not impossible, but definitely harder. And start finding the people who feel the same way you do. 
You're allowed to leave communities. You're allowed to leave relationships, even relationships with mentors that you love and respect. It's all right. Right. And and finding people who feel the same way you do, it can be a challenge and then trial and error. But once you do, you stop feeling so alone in how you think. You stop feeling like you're the crazy one or the one who's wrong or the outlier. For years, I felt so wrong for not truly believing in selling, you know, cold DMing people with your offer or services or group with little to no connection or preamble. And I would get told all the time that I was just lazy or I I didn't understand how sales worked or I didn't want it badly enough. That's my personal favorite. Or that I would never make it as an entrepreneur. But when I finally found people who agreed with me, it got easier to ignore what everyone else was trying to turn my truth into or what they were trying to make it mean. And you can only find those people when you start talking about what your truth is. It's normal to feel worried about being judged. It's normal to feel worried about feeling like people will stop liking you or approving of you or accepting of you. I don't think that ever truly goes away. And anyone who says otherwise is probably lying a little bit. So the last piece of advice I'll give you is this. Get really, 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 really clear on your why. This is something else I talk a lot about. It's a cornerstone value of mine. It's something that I think is so, so important. And I mean the why that goes beyond the time freedom or the money freedom that all of us want. And we all come into entrepreneurship for in those early days, you know, time with our kids, autonomy, blah, blah, blah. I mean that deep, deep thing that keeps us coming back every day, day after fucking day, no matter how hard it gets. I am talking about your truth. And if you'll indulge me for a moment, I will share mine with you. I've I've never spoken this out loud before, except in a container that I've been in this year. I mean, I've always I've always been sure of my truth internally, right? Because I've I've done the work and I've really leaned into it. But in working in this container with the fabulous Erica Tebbins, who's also been on the podcast and is just the most incredible mentor and human and friend. I finally was able to put it into words that even now give me chills and make me want to cry tears of joy. So might get a little emotional reading this to you, and I am reading it because I haven't memorized it, obviously, but I'd love to share it with you. This is why I do what I do, okay? My truth has, you know, regardless of how I've evolved or regardless of how much I've embraced it, it's always remained the same. Empowerment and choice. I've suffered so many traumas throughout my life that I've always shouldered with grace because that's what I was told I needed to do. They were never to define me. I was never to talk about them or even think about how they impacted me. Soldier on. Accidents, bullying, assault, brain injury, cancer, multiple miscarriages, being a minority, and so much more. And I just took them. I never dreamed how they were impacting my ability to feel powerful or empowered because I was told women like me, girls like me, we just take it and you stay small. That's what we do. Good girl syndrome. Be grateful for what you have. Be grateful it wasn't worse. People like us don't aspire to certain things or need more than our means. So my truth is fuck that shit. Everything I've gone through is why I am who I am. 
She is fucking powerful. Her sorrows have magic. Her voice heralds truth. Her desires for her life are not sinful. I want fuck off money. So no man behind a desk can tell me again that despite making six figures, my self-employment wasn't a real job and disqualified me for a mortgage. I want fuck off money so those girls in the homeland of my parents can go to school instead of being forced to marry as a means of survival. Or those widowed women can pay to have the surgery that will keep them alive long enough to mother their children. Or those fathers who are injured or infirm don't have to send their young daughters to work so the family can eat. I want my own kids to have the choices I never had because I didn't know what choices I could have. My choices were limited by the limited perspectives of the people around me and what it meant to be a young, smart, talented, brown girl. I was limited by the lens of cultural expectation and societal permission. I was limited by the rhetoric of immigrant parents who worked themselves to the bone and didn't want to rock the boat of conditional acceptance in their community, so preached, we don't need more than our means. Limited by the rhetoric of the people around me who reminded me, people like us will always have to work harder than everyone else and still never get ahead. I spent my life believing I had to hoard what I had. And today, I believe in limitless abundance. My truth is that no girl should ever feel fear or make herself small to be palatable to the spaces she covets. That no woman should feel threatened by the bigness of her sisters. That every woman can learn to love the skin she's in regardless of age, color, size, ability, or any other arbitrary marker of division. I want my story to stop being a source of shame and instead a source of inspiration and truth and liberation. I want to stop being afraid of her bigness, her darkness, her light, her voice. I want to stop being the dutiful daughter to our society at large. And I use this truth in my business because the business is the vehicle that will help me make the money and earn the clout needed to gain access to the spaces to affect change directly or indirectly, whether I do it by my own hand or through the legacy I leave behind. And I want every client I work with to know that the space I hold for them is where they can embrace their whole ass selves with safety, with compassion, without fear, and that whatever they choose, whatever they desire, is right. That they are right. Because they are my legacy too. And that, knowing all of that, makes it just that much easier to show up every day and say what's on my heart. I truly truly appreciate you listening and for being here and for supporting me in this journey. And if you want to talk about visibility, if you want to talk about your truth and how we can find the intersection between both of those things, my inbox is always open. Head to the show notes, book a call, send me an email, send me a DM. Because like I say, you can have success without the BS. I promise. 
I love you. Have a fantastic week. I'll talk to you again soon. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to the Business Blasphemy podcast. We'll be back next week with a new episode, but in the meantime, help a sister out by subscribing. And if you're feeling extra sassy, rating this podcast. And don't forget to share the podcast with others. Head over to businessblasphemypodcast.com to connect with us and learn more. Thanks for listening. And remember, you can have success without the BS.